Robinson. And we are live. Katie Roberts from Van Leeuwen Ice Cream. Welcome. Super excited to talk to you today. How are you? Thank you. Great. How are you? I, I, awesome. What, where are you based? We are based in Brooklyn, New York. So I'm in our Brooklyn office. Um, I have the strawberry pint color as my background. <laughs> in our strawberry conference room. I love it. I love it. All right, Katie, can you give yourself a quick intro who you are, what you do, a little bit about the brand, please? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm marketing director for Van Loon Ice Cream. I've been here for about three years, uh, but the brand has been around for over 10 years. So we have scoop shops in uh, mostly in New York, started in Brooklyn, New York, out of an ice cream truck. Um, so we have most of our stores are in New York City. Uh, but we have five, or soon to be five, in LA, and we just opened uh, stores this year in Houston and Philly. So we have 26 scoop shops around the country, and then we also have our pints in grocery stores. That was a lot of ice cream. Well, everybody, <laughs> welcome to How Multi-Unit Brands Successfully Market at the Local Level. Again, we're here with Katie Roberts from Van Leeuwen Ice Cream. How many total stores do you have? We have 26 now, and we will That's have awesome. about 10 or so more at the uh, end of 2022. God bless. That's amazing. And look, I think that, you know, marketing is complex and difficult. Marketing is complex and difficult when you have multiple uni units. Marketing is complex and difficult when you have multiple units in different parts of the country, right? N nothing's the same. I, I, would you is, would you say that's correct? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you can't, we've built such a community here in New York and, you know, obviously that's taken us 10 or so years. Um, and we've had stores, you know, in LA for a while, but you know, you can't just come in as a New York brand and say, this is what we've done to open stores and think it's going to be the same in any other city that you're in. So what are, what are the, some of the maybe finite or, or specific differences in, in how you would market again at the local level and here in New York City versus another town or even just? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah I mean, it sounds so obvious, but, you know, just really getting to know the city um, as, you know, as you alluded to all cities are different and you have to adjust accordingly. And so one of the biggest things for us is just really integrating with the community and finding partners, you know, in the cities we're in that we can help support um, and, and really integrate with. So, you know, one example is for every store that we've opened in New York, you know, we do an opening flavor. So, um, you know, every, every store we've done it for many years. And so the one thing that we, um, you know, did when we open stores in Philly and Houston is make sure to partner with, you know, a local favorite. Um, and it's been really fun. So for Philly, we partnered with Federal Donuts, which is a great local donut shop. And not surprisingly, donuts and ice cream make a great flavor. And they were such a good partner. And, you know, not only um, gave us something to talk about and sort of gave us an excuse to integrate ourselves within the restaurant community, but also gave us a great flavor. And not surprisingly, it was the top flavor while we had it around. Um, so really gave us a chance to, again, like integrate ourselves with the restaurant community, which, you know, obviously is really important. Um, you know, we've had great experiences in Philly and Houston um, with, you know, restaurant partners, invited them, we invited them to, you know, our opening event. And they've been really supportive. Um, it's a really great community. So that's been something that's really been um, fun and, and fantastic. And another thing we've done, uh, you know, again, we've done this for a very long time. So we're doing all of these things in, in very authentic ways. So, you know, it's integrating with the community, but it's also doing it in ways which are, are authentic to your brand. And so 
um, you know, in addition to opening flavors and, and partnering with local chefs, brands, companies to, to create those flavors, we also have worked with local artists to create um, our opening swag. So t-shirts, tote bags, stickers that we hand out to customers and our, our, our um, scoopers wear. Um, we have partnered with local artists. So that's something that we've done with New York artists as well. So we partnered with a couple here in Brooklyn to create some t-shirts. And so we did something similar in other cities. And, you know, we partnered with Donkey Boy in Houston, who's a great local Houston artist. And Amberella in Philly, who's very well known for her heart artwork in Philly. And we both worked with them to create some yeah, great designs that um, the community has really responded to. They lined up, you know, two hours before the store opening to get some Amberella swag um, and watch Donkey Boy paint a mural when we opened the store in Houston. So um, yeah, just two examples of, you know, ways of integrating into the community and building community partnerships that are also authentic to your brand. So do you, uh, what I'm hearing is, is that you're doing limited time offers and, and collaborations for new store openings. Do you do that for, for every store that you open? We do, yeah, we do. We, um, whether it's partnering with a local chef or local brand or, um, you know, any really like local partner, we do partner with someone for an opening flavor, yeah. That sounds like a lot of work, which I think people are afraid of, but clearly it, it has results, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not really, um, it's not really a lot of work when you both are really excited to, to do that. Um, and, you know, when making ice cream is pretty much what you do, then it's fun to think of flavors with, with other people and brings new ideas. And so, yes, it definitely is a little bit more work, but um, really important and can really show, um, and you know, can really move the needle in terms of, again, relationship building and just getting to know this, the city. That is awesome. So how do you, I mean, like, I think everybody spends a little bit more time and money on new store opening. It's sort of like part of the playbook, right? How do you keep that like community and collaboration thing going like, you know, six months, a year down the line in a particular store? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it depends on each city um, in some cases, you know, we've always worked with a local PR agency. I think that's incredibly important because they get to help you know the city and they have feet on the ground when, you know, when you can't physically be there. So they've helped with everything from, again, introducing us to local partners, you know, typical media and press releases, but also really getting, uh, like helping us get to know like the lingo of the city and how to pronounce things. Um, gave us a couple of warnings about people who come in from other cities and you know, tried to literally speak the language and failed and we didn't, that's embarrassing. So, you know, it's kind of like a brand coming into New York and saying maybe they're going to open a street on Houston Street when any New Yorker knows that that's not how you say it and that can be really embarrassing. So really it, it's, it's even... Um, important to know the lingo and, uh, you know, again, know how to, how to pronounce local things. So we have worked with a PR agency to help us do that. And in some cases, um, we have an extended contract with a local PR agency that can help, help us build that community just depending on where we're able to have, um, where we're able to have a presence. So um, I think that's been key and also just remaining consistent. So as you build those relationships, whether it's with influencers or community partners, 
um, you know, influencers in particular, that's something that, you know, you can really spend a lot of time on during opening, but it's really important to kind of keep those relationships going throughout the year. So whenever you do launches or store promotions, keeping them in mind, um, and again, just making sure to, to integrate yourself within the community. So each store within each city has its own community. So we opened a store in Rice Village, they have their own marketing committee. So, you know, Rice Village as a community has their own events. So we're participating in happy hours that they're doing. Um, Uptown Park is another store in Houston. They all have sort of their own communities. They have their own social media channels. They have their own ways of marketing within their own communities. So it's building those relationships from the start and then communicating throughout the year to participate in those events, similar to you know any store we have in New York. So we are in Hudson Yards. They have their own things going on. Rock Center, their own things going on. Same way in other cities. So it's really about keeping up those contacts, those relationships and uh, communication with those particular groups within the cities. That's awesome. Uh, on a PR level, when you're doing a new store opening, how soon in advance of the opening are you starting your PR campaign? Is it 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? What does that look like? Um, 60 is probably the average. Um, 30 would be cutting it a little close um, just because we want to make sure we're trying to work with you know the same groups within you know a similar area, but it takes a while. We want to make sure that the agency knows the brand, um, you know, gets to know all about the brand and and starts building the, that conversation and building us into the conversation at least three weeks out, at least three or four weeks out. And, you know, obviously, as everyone knows, opening dates change and, and are in flux. Um, but ideally, you know, three or four weeks out from when you believe you're going to open, making sure you're, you know who you're working with, you've had the initial conversations, you have a game plan, and then it's executing that game plan at least 30 days, 30 days out. Yeah, there are no exact dates in the in the restaurant business, right? Or in the yeah. in the food service business. Well, <laughs> Everything, everything's possible. in flux. Yeah. That's why you have this. Flux, have but, you know, they, they, the PR agencies have also been helpful in helping us understand what's the best day to open. Um, so we thought for sure we should open during the weekday in Houston because we're opening in August. And we thought, you know, that's going to be the best day because people are gone for the weekends. That's what we assumed. And they said, actually, no, during the summer, Houston folks, they're, they're around during the weekend. They're, they're not going to, you know, the, the Hamptons or the Jersey Shore like New Yorkers do. So they were helpful in letting us know, like, you should definitely open it on Saturday, whereas Philly, we open on Wednesday. That is awesome. All right, let's talk. You mentioned influencer marketing. Let's talk a little bit about influencer marketing. Is influencer marketing, let's start here. Is it something you only do around new store opening or is there, do you do it around events? Do you do it 365? Like, what does that look like? 365. Um, we have, you know, influencer relationships that we've built for a very long time. And so, you know, we have those, we have, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely important to build those relationships wherever you are. So, um, and we didn't, we, even talk to customers, you know, when we opened the new stores and said, Hey, how did you hear about us? And 75% of the time it was, Oh, it was an influencer. I follow, let me know. So we know it's really important. Um, they're the ones talking about the new places to go. They want the inside information. We're happy to give that to them. 
Um, so definitely important to build those relationships, you know, and, and again, same thing, nurture those relationships. So we have 10 in New York, um, some in LA and make sure, you know, new store openings. But again, when we launch new products in grocery stores, we launch in new grocery stores, we think those, those relationships are very important for sure. That's awesome. And are you, do you have like brand ambassadors? Like do you have people that are almost like on, on that salary, but like they're working with you all the time? Or are you like switching it up every time you're doing something? What does that look like? We're very lucky. And then we have some natural brand ambassadors. Um, and so we definitely make sure that, you know, we're, we're throwing them a bone whenever we launch new products or, or anything like that, but we're, we're very lucky in that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to have some ice cream fans. And so, you know, we're, we don't, it, they're not technically brand ambassadors, but for, for us, they're, they're sort of natural brand ambassadors, but definitely make sure we, you know, some, some, send them some products every once in a while, make sure they're continuing to be fans and highlighting them, but um, not enough, not in a formal professional way, at least at the moment. How important is influencer marketing for brand awareness or even for store awareness? Um, I think incredibly important. Um, I think a lot of people, whether they, they like to admit it or not, you know, get, you know, I've, I know I've said my, to myself a couple of times, like, oh, I, I got an, a recommendation from Instagram from a friend. I don't mean a friend. I mean an influencer. Um, and I think the best influencers are the ones who you feel like you're their friends. And so when you can't, you know, when you can't execute a word of mouth campaign through friends, that's the best way to do it. Um, and, you know, again, keep using the word authentic, but doing it in authentic ways. So we definitely make sure that, you know, if we're promoting a dairy flavor, then, you know, the, the person is ve the person isn't vegan or other way around and just making sure those relationships are authentic. Um, but really there we've pulled back on paid ads and, and are boosting our influencer budget for sure, because we've just found that it's, it's more of a natural conversation people are having. People are less swayed by ads. And I think those are still incredibly important um, for targeting, but influencer relationships are becoming increasingly important. Um, so yeah, we are, have quite a budget towards that. Awesome. All right. So you're doing paid ads. What, what platforms are you doing paid ads, paid ads on? Um, we are mostly doing Instagram, some Facebook. Um, we are testing out some TikTok content, but obviously that's that's definitely a newer platform um, and less of a paid opportunity. More, we're more partnering with content creators on TikTok, but in terms of paid ads, you know, Instagram and, and some Facebook as well. So, so you're saying that you had X budget applied towards social ads. You've lowered that budget. You haven't taken it away. You've lowered it and you've increased your budget in working with creators and influencers. Yeah. And what was the, like, what was the tipping point in that decision? Um, I think the, you know, again, the success and sort of the authentic word of mouth that is delivered through influencers. So um, we've just found particular, like, you know, some great influencer partners who, um, you know, when we launch, we're, we're, we're a well-known brand in New York, but when we launch in a retailer in, you know, Chicago or Ohio, we don't have, you know, that credibility that we have here. So building that credibility with partners who in consumers' minds are credible um, and they believe what they say and they take their, 
um, they take their recommendations to heart. It's, it's incredibly important to partner with those people who have influence over con consumers in that city who don't know your brand and who I know and I think everybody knows that they only follow those that they trust. Um, again, like a friend. So, you know, if you can't pay people's friends to to spread word of mouth, it's it's paying the professionals who, again, are, are um, you know, again, it's important. Yes, we're raising the budget, but it's important to partner with those that, you know, are authentically fans of the brand um, and can showcase the brand how it is and also communicate, um, you know, again, in an authentic way. Awesome. I think influencer, influencer as a word, influencer marketing, it feels a little dirty sometimes. It's, totally. relation, it's relationship marketing. I, as an influencer, have a relationship with these people. I'm sharing things with them, right? And and they have a relationship with you and it's about sharing, right? I agree. I think it's, I think they would all love it if we changed, we changed the directive to say, you know, relationship marketing because that, yeah, that's definitely what it is. And I think, yeah, definitely gets a turn. <laughs> yeah, it gets a bad reputation, but I, it's, you know, I think you're correct. We'll start the trend. Yeah. I like, I like to push people to think like, you know, the word influencer at this point makes people associate with somebody who has X amount of followers on whatever social platform, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, wherever, right? But in my mind, like the principle of a local town is an influencer. People listen to the principle, the, you know, a hairdresser or the nail salon that's next door to your store that sends people to eat after they've had their, their, you know, their nails colored and whatnot is an influencer. The police chief is an influencer. Like people yeah. in your community that are trusted are influencers. So, yeah, I mean, I think to your point, you know, when I mentioned before about building, you know, within the community, um, you know, we've, we, we go and meet like local hotels, like restaurants are really an important part of our relationship building, you know, giving them some free scoop cards, giving them BOGO cards to hand out. Um, but also local hotels. So, you know, going to concierge and, and building relationships with them. We've done that with Rockefeller Center. Um, and, you know, we're doing that in, in other cities as well. So, yeah, definitely. I think we'll, we'll, we'll expand the term influencers to, you know, relationship building. And that includes, you know, again, local leaders anywhere on social, in, in government, in um, nearby restaurants and nearby hotels and really anywhere local leaders. All right. So th this, this show and this conversation is about how multi-unit brands do this at the local level. You have lots of locations in lots of places. How do you do that? How, how, like, I'm sure you're not walking into Rockefeller center or you're, you may not be picking up the phone. Is there an agency used for that? Like, how do you implement that in different towns? How do we implement relationships, whether it's with an influencer or with a hotel or with, you know, a community leader, like how, how do you actually put that into play? Well, in New York, where we're all based, um, that is, you know, us on the ground um, and physically introducing ourselves. Um, so, you know, at the moment, you know, we were growing by 11 stores next year. That's certainly more than we ever have before. So we're going to have to shift, shift our strategy. But again, that's where local PR agencies really do help. Um, and, you know, the Van Leeuwen founders, they, they visit the cities every once in a while, you know, they, they, they make sure we have three of them. So it's great. And, you know, one of them's going down next month, staying there for a week. So, you know, while we can't be on the ground, um, 
that's where local PR agencies come into play. And then, but we are on the ground in New York and we also have some people in LA. So we are on the ground here. And so we do actually physically go introduce ourselves, but we also have, you know, fantastic general managers um, that are in Houston, in Philly, and they are building relationships as well. So they go to local meetings, they, you know, go down the street and introduce themselves to all of the, the store neighbors and they build relationships there. They're, they always have free scoop cards in their pocket um, should they encounter anyone. So they, you know, while my team isn't physically down there, we have fantastic people who are. It's awesome. But by the way, I think I have a stack of those on my desk at home. So I, I should, I for sure have been the recipient of a, Hey, I got scoop cards in my pocket. Awesome. So Definitely have used them. All right. We've talked about new store marketing. We've talked about uh, what we're now calling relationship marketing. Yeah. We talked, we've talked about like a lot of, you know, IRL off-premise marketing. What are you doing online? Like what, what kind of digital marketing are you doing again? Not around new store, but like store that's been open for a year or two. Like what kind of digital marketing are you doing? You know, we're not doing a ton of digital marketing um, when it's particular to each store. Um, you know, we're, we're focused again more on um, relationship building um, and relationships with with influencers because you know we you know we launch monthly specials. Um, there's always something to talk about. There's always something to you know invite people to. So we focus more on um, you know building those relationships than paid ads around our stores. Got it. So we actually don't do a ton of paid advertising to our current stores. How important is search for your business or for, for your locations? Um, incredibly important. People, um, you know, we just actually changed our store hours for winter store hours. We just did that a couple of days ago and people were already noticing that we changed our hours. So on Google, on Apple Maps. So we do work with a local presence agency to make sure our hours are updated any store closings are updated, you know, obviously people um, are, are, are searching if they need any updates on the store, especially with holidays and stuff like that. So it's incredibly important to make sure that is updated and also um, that you're attending to all of the other platforms like Yelp and TripAdvisor to make sure that, you know, any questions are answered from consumers around the stores. Um, but making sure, again, all of that's updated and being answered um, on a timely basis. All right. So if I'm here, again, if I'm hearing correctly, you're saying that listings, Google, Yelp, Bing, Yahoo, Forest Corporate are super important for the customer journey. Oh, gosh, yes, for sure. Awesome. And then are you also replying to reviews at the store level? Somebody leaves a review on TripAdvisor or Google or Yelp? Yep, definitely. Definitely making sure, especially, especially new cities, um, incredibly important. We're always you know, any question, any comment, anyone leaves on Instagram, on Facebook, on Yelp, on Foursquare, on TripAdvisor, we see. That's awesome. Are you using technology to do that or how are you, how are you managing that? So the, we do work with an agency for, again, local presence management and they um, have a platform that, that sort of integrates all of the platform reviews and we get an email every time someone leaves a review. And we have a great person in customer service who gets those emails and answers them um, right away. That's awesome. I, I, I like to sort of joke or push all the time that like, 
If a customer was in your store and gave you feedback, positive or negative, you would respond immediately, right? If something went wrong, you'd make it better. If something went right, you'd say thank you. Yeah. If you have channels that you're openly marketing through and communicating to that customers can come to you through messenger, Instagram, Facebook, Google, whatever, like you should be doing the same thing, right? Like the channel is open and somebody can come to you through it. You need to be doing the same type of responses you would do in store. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, everyone, you know, looks up Yelp if they're in a new city. And so, uh, you know, or, or, or a similar channel. So it's incredibly important to answer because most likely people have the same question. So yeah, definitely answering positively, negatively, just interacting is we, yeah, definitely important. That's awesome. Are you proactively seeking feedback from your guests? Um, we get a lot of feedback. Um, you know, especially through Instagram. So uh, I think especially when we open and we're physically there, um, we love interacting and, and, you know, Ben, our founder, loves talking with customers. And so whenever we can be with them in person, we are definitely asking them feedback proactively um, and, you know, always asking them questions on Instagram stories. But we get, we definitely get a lot of feedback through Instagram and, and platforms, but whenever we're there in person, um, which is always fun. Um, we, you know, are always asking them, we always get good information and, and good tidbits when you have conversations in person. Ben is very good at that. All right. Before, before, thank you for sharing that. All right. Before, before we wrap, I have two speed round questions. So you got about a minute to talk about each. Okay. First of all, what is the number one way in which you affect acquisition of new guests? In general or new stores? In general. Um, I think in terms of, you know, just making sure our store, um, you know, I think for, for new store, I guess for new customers, it's not very speedy. Um, but, you know, I think social has, we, we pay a lot of attention to our social feed. Um, so we, try, you know, we definitely get new customers that way. Um, I think relationships you know we, it comes back to relationship management so influencers local leaders um you know again we've had conversations with customers and that's how they find out about us so either that or any of the brand partnerships that we've done we've definitely got a lot of people who know know about us through the craft relationship but just like fun activities that we do and and great partnerships that we have um but yeah local influencers and and leaders and community building, community management. I love that. That, that. that says to me that you guys are a very creative brand. All right, next question. What is the number one way in which you affect retention and you know, getting people to eat more ice cream? Somebody who's already had an experience, how do you get them to have another experience? Um, I think again, just making sure that that experience is top notch in the store. And if it's not, rectifying it as soon as humanly possible. Um, so, you know, we have, you know, if they, we, we, but we always know that customers, if they have an okay experience, maybe aren't necessarily going to um, write in or let us know it. So, um, you know, we have, you know, keys to guest success that we have our scoopers follow and want to make sure that they have the best experience. So that's something that is incredibly important. We are always, you know, driving home the importance of, you know, experience in the store. So we do have some great events. So like we have Toppings Tuesday, we have, um, 
you know, different types of things that we have in store, but I guess, you know, store experience is really important. We have music, we need to make sure the music is at the right level. Um, and again, like unlimited samples of tastings, but, you know, we're always drive again, driving home the importance of, you know, let the customer, um, or attend to the customer, customer's needs and just making sure that you're kind of making, you're, I guess, answering their questions before they're being asked and just really bringing home that store experience. Awesome. Well, Katie Roberts from Van Leeuwen Ice Cream, I really appreciate your time today. Before we jump off here, anything you want to say to anybody, any, way that, any flavors you want to promote, some special, exciting thing that's happening? Um, well, we're launching our peppermint stick tomorrow, which is definitely, has always been a, a fan favorite. Um, and even more exciting, we're launching a vegan peppermint stick, which our vegan fans have been asking for for many, many years. And so we're excited to do that on Friday. <coughs> and excited awesome. to be in more cities next year. So if we're not in your city, we're either coming soon or let us know um, and uh, we'll put it on the list. Awesome. Well, Katie, again, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. We try to keep this exactly to 30, 30 minutes and we're at 29 yeah. minutes and 18 seconds. So keeping it concise. Appreciate your time. Today. Well Thank done. you so much. Everybody, if you're not following Van Leeuwen on, on social, there's lots of fun stuff there. And if you haven't eaten there yet, the ice cream is pretty phenomenal and unique. And I, I hope you guys will try it. Thank you, Katie. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. You too.